Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome back to Life Simplified. Last week, we discussed the causes of back-to-school anxiety and what parents can do to help reduce anxiety. We had so much more to discuss, so we decided to make a part two. If you have not listened to last week's episode, we encourage you to go back before starting this one. We'll pick up right where we left off and discuss more ways that parents can help their child feel more comfortable with school, how to handle it if your child says they are sick and want to stay home, and when you should seek professional help for your child's anxiety. So what can parents do to help kids feel more comfortable? And we touched on some of this with the goodbye routine, um, but we'll kind of hit on this really quickly. Um, One of these things in the article, it's actually in quotes, it says, my love will go with you to school. And so this is those things we kind of discussed about like sending a note with your child, putting it in their lunchbox or sending a picture or a small toy that's kind of a comfort item for them. Anything like that that you can do that's a small gesture that makes them feel connected to you while they're away, but can give them that that time and space that build that independence can be really good. Take time to listen every day. The part of the article on this that really caught attention for me was it was, you know, I just read it. Take time to listen every day. Okay, well, that makes sense. It's like when you pick your kids up and you're like, how was your day? But the part that they put in there that I thought was really key is make sure you're in a good frame of mind. Maybe give yourself 20 minutes to kind of take a step back um, and decompress for yourself from the day. Because if you've had a stressful day at work or whatever you've been doing, if you've been running errands, you've been whatever your day has been, sometimes we get really overwhelmed and stressed and our kids get in the car and we say, how was your day? But we don't really feel like we're in the headspace to listen and not just to listen, but to hear what their day was like. So take a time out for yourself and then ask them about that day so that you can have a meaningful conversation and they can feel truly heard by you. Don't overreact. Okay. This one's easier said than done. And what this is about is reminding yourself, it may take time for your child to adjust to school. It may not be that after the first day, they feel all great because they've seen the class and they've seen the friends. It may take days or weeks for them to adjust. It's okay. Don't overreact. Take a deep breath. Use some of these suggestions we've been talking about and just give it some time so you can see how it goes. Because sometimes it just takes a little bit of an adjustment period. We've all been there. We don't always just automatically, oh, we're good. So give your child some time. Maybe arrange playdates with new classmates. If you feel like part of their anxiety is that they don't know someone or they don't feel connected or feel like they have a friend group, inviting students over to kind of have a playdate or meeting at the park or doing something where they can get together with other classmates outside of school time can make a huge impact because they can build connections. You can build connections with other parents and that can make it easier moving forward. And I've found that for me, I've 
was not the greatest at this um, for a long time because life is so, so busy. And especially when you have multiple children going multiple different ways, you're like, oh, I don't have time for sleepovers and get togethers and this and that. And when am I going to do that? But in the last little bit, I've tried to be a little bit more cognizant of doing that for my kids. And it's made a huge impact, um, especially as my older children are going into middle and high school where relationships get even more difficult. I feel like with my little one, he can walk into a room and a kid's a kid and they all just hang out and it doesn't seem to be a problem. But as they start getting a little bit older um, and closer to those tween and teen years, I think it can be really good to be intentional. That's our word in helping your children to develop and deepen their relationships that they have with peers. So that can be really important. And then also maybe role-playing for practice. So if your child's nervous about the first day of school, maybe ask them what they're afraid of and you can role-play that with them. Maybe they're afraid of meeting their teacher for the first time and you can talk that through or they're nervous about asking to go use the restroom. You can talk that through. Whatever it may be, sometimes, you know, just acting it out through play can make it a little less scary. As soon as you said that, I got a yeah. picture in my head <laughs> that, and I don't remember what we were pretending, but we were pretending something for school to help our young get through something. And she thought that was the best thing ever. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because I don't know about you all, but if we, you know, as adults, a lot of times, if we have a big something come up, like a job interview, um, we will practice. We, you know, we might have your spouse ask you questions or your best friend. You might talk in the mirror so you can see how your face looks and, you know, what you're doing. And it really does help to alleviate nerves. I mean, it doesn't completely take them away, but you feel more prepared. And so why wouldn't that be a good thing for our kids as well? So those are just some things that we can do to help our kids feel a little bit more comfortable. Now, here is a big question that I think every parent has gotten to debate at some point. And if you're not there yet, you will be. Um, but the question is, how should parents handle it when their child says they are sick and want to stay home? And I think as parents, we have intuition into when our child is truly sick and when we think, mm, I think this is we're trying to avoid a situation we're uncomfortable with. So. I'm going to go over some tips from the article that I think are really important for handling this question. First of all, you want to always check out recurrent physical symptoms with a pediatrician to rule out medical problems, okay? So we don't want to automatically assume that our child is fibbing or making it up or faking it because then our child's not going to feel very supported or heard from us, especially if we're wrong. And I would hate for my child to suffer with some kind of medical concern for an amount of time because I didn't think they were telling the truth. So you definitely want to check in on that. If this is something that they've said more than once, you might want to start thinking, okay, let's go see your pediatrician. Let's go see what's going on. And, and if this is something we need to address medically. However, assuming that kids are physically healthy, parents should be firm about not allowing them to miss school. And so the article says, you know, just like adults job is to go to work, a child's job is to go to school. And so we want to encourage them like this is what this is your routine. This is what you're supposed to do. This is important to you and to your future. Um, and so we need um, if we are OK to do so, we need to go to school. That's what we need to do now. 
if school refusal appears suddenly, so they've been fine, they're going to school and now all of a sudden not wanting to go, like, do not make me go. I don't feel good. I can't do it. You want to check to see if something upsetting has happening happened um, at school and you can check with your child. You could check with their teacher. Sometimes you have to ask both to kind of get to the root of the problem. And this could be that maybe there's been a bullying or teasing issue that's come up that is new. And so they're trying to avoid that. Bullying is very common. Teasing is very common. And we want to kind of get to the root of that as quickly as we can so we can address it with the teacher and perhaps even the other parent if necessary so that we can kind of head it off before it gets bigger. We don't want it to grow. And I will say we will link this full article in our show notes. And there are some websites listed in the article if you feel like your child has been struggling with bullying or teasing that you can go to for more information. So I'm not going to dig into those here today because it's a lot, but that is going to be there um, for you to, to check out if you need to. Another thing is seeing if your child is worried about changes at home. Remember we talked about sometimes big changes at home can make kids not want to go to school. And so have you moved recently? Has there been a death in the family or a loss of a pet? Has there been a divorce or a separation? Anything like that can cause a child um, to not want to go to school. And it may not be directly school related, but that could be where it comes out. They just don't feel um, comfortable. Either they don't want to talk about it, they don't want their peers to know, or they just emotionally cannot do something else because it's, it's too much for them. It's too heavy on them. And so that's something that we want to be aware of. So I wonder, have um, any of you had any experiences with a child not saying they're sick, not want to go to to school or you yourself being like, I'm sick. I can't do it. (laughs) I was sick often. I physically, my stomach hurt. I, Mm -hmm. it was real. I wasn't making it up, but it was caused by anxiety. I didn't have an underlying condition. It was just I made myself sick. And I mean, I can worry so much now that I can still do that if I mm-hmm. let myself keep going in that spiral. So. Yeah, my um, so we had a big, big kind of issue with school anxiety about this time last year. Well, I'll say once school got started, so about, you know, 10 months ago, we'll say my oldest was really starting to to have some symptoms of anxiety, particularly for him, it was his heart racing. And so there was a lot of fear that he had a heart condition, like something's wrong with my heart, something's not right with my heart. And he, he would tell me that day after day. And so at first I was like, you are healthy, you're good. Um, but like the article says, you want to support your child and you want to make sure that you're not wrong. You want to make sure you rule out a medical condition. Like that's a good place to start. And so we had him see his pediatrician. Pediatrician reassured him, your heart's good. Everything sounds good. You're 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 healthy. You you're right on track for what you should be. Um, and so we tried a lot of a lot of things. Um, and it it kind of kept on. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute, but definitely physical symptoms um definitely can show up and you want to pay attention to those and kind of kind of listen, but you definitely want to check out the medical side of it as well. The next question in the article is a very simple one to answer. And it is, is, is it normal for children to backslide into old behaviors? Yes, absolutely. It's normal for all of us to backslide into old behaviors, um, especially if we're um, overly tired or stressed or there's other things going on. So if your child 
maybe struggle with some stress or anxiety at the beginning of the school year and then things got better and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I don't want to go again. You know, like there's a struggle. It doesn't necessarily mean that anything is bad. It's just sometimes we have a bad day and we can kind of shake it off if it's a just every once in a while thing. It, it was just not a great day. So that is totally normal. We all do that. The next question is where I want us to dig for just a minute, because I think this is the part that a lot of parents really want to know know about, and that's when should parents seek professional help? I'm going to go back to the beginning when we talked a little bit about duration and severity of symptoms. This is where we want to think about that. How long has this been going on and how are these symptoms affecting your child? So are the symptoms interfering with your child's enjoyment of other areas of their life? So is it more than just not wanting to go to school? So are they struggling with lack of sleep? Like they can't sleep at night because of this. They're isolating themselves from people and things that they used to enjoy doing because of this. They're constantly um, in a state of worry or sadness. If that is the case, then you want to go ahead and seek out a mental health professional, um, particularly if this has been going on for a month or more consistently. So in that first little bit, you know, the, the first couple days, weeks, try these things that we're talking about. Try the things you can do to help lessen the anxieties. Try talking about it and coming up with other things. But if you've seen a consistent decrease in your child's enjoyment in multiple aspects of their life, then you really want to reach out to see a mental health professional. And so I'm going to actually read a segment from the article because there is one guideline that they mentioned in here. And I want to read the one guideline because I think this is important information for any parent who's out there listening, um, who is concerned as to whether this is just their child is worried about school or there's something more there. So it says, one guideline, usually kids who have serious school anxiety will show a range of stress or anxiety-related symptoms like insomnia or headaches, trouble concentrating, and irritability or depression. Children with true school anxiety struggle with it every day. It's not something they have one day, but not the next. These kids aren't just being oppositional. They're trying to avoid a situation that makes them scared. So I wanted to read that because I think it's really important to remember it's not something that happens one day and then we're good at school for three or four days and then all of a sudden it's coming back again. It will be consistent. Like if it if it's a true mental health anxiety condition, you're going to see it consistently. And so that's when you want to reach out to a mental health professional. And so I'm going to go back to the story I kind of shared a tidbit of with my oldest telling us, you know, my, my heart is racing. I don't feel good. I think something's wrong. Um, that continued on even after trying a lot of other things, a lot of other different coping skills and anxiety really reducing things that, that I knew as a mental health professional. And we finally, the duration and severity had gotten to the point where I knew that we needed to seek out a mental health professional to intervene so that we could get back on track because it it was in fact interfering with multiple area areas of my child's life and I wanted to help him out. And so sometimes severe school anxiety can be a symptom of an anxiety disorder and that's why you want to get your child in to see a mental health professional. Now, 
I'm sure you are thinking, who do I see? Well, (laughs) there are resources for that. And um, I encourage you to look online. I encourage you to ask other parents that you know um, have done had experience with this um, because sometimes word of mouth can be the best way to find somebody. But for most people, you can search. You want to find someone who has been known to work with kids or teens because kids and teens are different than adults. And so you want someone who has experience with pediatric mental health. And then you can go online and read reviews. And that's part of what I did is, you know, I found someone who I knew had worked with teenagers and then I started reading reviews and there were really positive reviews written by teenagers that said, this person really helps me and I've seen a big change. And for me, that that's a clue that this could be someone that is good to see. And then you also want to look at their credentials. You know, you want to make sure this person has been trained properly to help your child. And so some areas will have a little bit harder of a time finding someone if you're in a more rural, smaller area. And so that's when you might want to ask, and you may have to be willing to drive a little ways. You may not find someone locally in your hometown, but that's okay. Especially now we've gotten a lot better about telehealth. So telemental health is also a thing, and that may be an option for you. What is the treatment for school anxiety? Well, once you have taken your child to see a mental health professional, they will typically use uh, use or suggest things like cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's a type of talk therapy that teaches relaxation and coping skills. Um, cognitive behavior therapy all, all kind of focuses on how our thoughts affect our emotions, which affect our behavior, and it's all intertwined. And how if I start thinking about something differently, then I can eventually get to the point where I'm behaving differently, I'm feeling differently. But that is also something that a professional would provide for your child. Also, if it's a severe case of anxiety, medication may be prescribed. And I know that that can be scary for some parents or some parents are reluctant or leery of medication. But I will tell you that it can make a huge difference if your child is really struggling and seeing a lot of those severe symptoms that are doing that interfering with life thing, you would much rather your child be able to take a medication that gets them back on track than keep that spiraling out of control. And the good news is that anxiety disorders are the most treatable mental health condition, and they have a really good success rate. And so I want to encourage parents who see that their children are struggling, that there is, there is a good way to treat this, and there is a lot of success. Um, and I really want to encourage them because my child is one of those who ended up having to see a mental health professional and did end up taking medication. And though in the beginning, I had hoped that maybe that wouldn't be the case. I'm so glad that we went ahead and did that because it's made all the difference for him. Um, And he is a new child and he loves school and he loves hanging out with his friends and things have really turned around. And, you know, that's not just been because medication is a combination of other things that we're doing, but I just want to encourage families to not be um, scared of seeking treatment and that this is really what's best for you and your kids um, and you can really see a huge turnaround if you'll do that. So to kind of wrap up today, 
I'm going to tell you that also in the article, there are book recommendations. So that's something you can look up to in our show notes. So if you're looking for those websites, if you're looking for book recommendations, those will be in the article that's linked in the show notes. But also, I really like the last two sentences of this article. And so I'm going to read them to you because I think they're encouraging for all of us parents. And it says, remember School anxiety is most often a sign of close connections between the child and parents. This means you have done your job well. This strong, loving bond will help you and your child work through the fears. So I want to encourage you, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, guardians of all kids, you know what? You're doing a great job. Um, don't beat yourself up and think that it's something you did or didn't do right. Um, you're you're doing the best you can. We all are. And sometimes we just need a little extra help. And there is zero shame in that. I, I prescribe to the notion that it takes a village and we should be each other's village. So I'm so glad that you got to join us today. I hope that you and your family have a wonderful back to school experience. Again, the full article discussed in today's episode will be linked in our show notes. And if you have any questions or any feedback about this episode or any other episode, we would love to hear from you at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com. And we thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.